0: what's up guys welcome to the fitness business university podcast um i'm going to start this episode by saying that i this podcast has been ranked the second best fitness business podcast in the world and many times when you hear good podcasts you think production quality you think studio you think all kinds of cool stuff like that and noise dampening things on the walls and you know expensive headsets and all of that and we became the second ranked fitness business podcast on the planet um, with me yakking into a cell phone with no headphones and on an audio recording app that was on my iPhone so today I'm recording this and I'm on zoom and there's a big microphone in my face and I'm on the, there's like a camera on me now so i don't know if i'm supposed to look down i don't know if i'm supposed to look straight and so this is a little bit of an experiment um of what we're doing today i um, might my, my hope is that it sounds better right maybe maybe you pick up more of my heavy breathing in between uh <laughs> in between words maybe that's the only benefit you're going to get from this new production quality Uh, that we have, but there's even a little guy that's sitting in the corner of the room with a headset on making sure he's working air quotes. He's working right. And he's making sure the sound, you know, what that sounds like to me, sounds like fake work. He said, the guy literally said, he said, I'm going to sit here and watch the sound. That's what he said. That was his legitimate quote that he's going to stand here and watch the sound. And it leads me to, you know, one of the things I want to mention today is Hey, we're in the middle of a recession. We can't afford any fake work right now. So if a guy tells you I'm gonna go watch the sound, just know that he's full of shit and he's probably on Instagram screwing around doing something. Anyway, so that was my little diatribe intro. Um, I, I'm I'm excited to talk to you today. Yesterday we had a we had a great call on the SPF Mastermind call. It was great, uh, but it was not so great. And, um, I, when I do a mastermind call and obviously the guys pay uh, a lot of money to become members of the mastermind, so I can't take everything that I do and mastermind and put on this podcast. That wouldn't be fair. Um, but when I do have things to share that I think is very, very valuable and for the greater good of the industry, um, I, I, I need to share, I I do it. And so, uh, yesterday I, I, I did a call. Uh, for the mastermind on being fragile versus an anti-fragile business. And and I kind of talked about uh, what's going on in the world and the recession. And I talked about 2022 and I kind of, you know, we had a lot of guys do really well this year in 2022. It was really, it was a good year for a lot of them. And one of the things that um, people probably need to know, need to be told is that, 2022 is kind of like a little bit of a cupcake year. Uh, If you really think about what happened in 2020 and 2021, there was all this crap that we went through, but there was a lot of pent up demand. You know, people weren't spending money in those years. People were getting fat in those years. People were not going to gyms in those years. And then all of a sudden, 2022 came, the world came back to normal. And there weren't as many people focusing on online training. There, were, there weren't there as many people, you know, doing Zooms in their house and all of that stuff. Um, and the world was getting back to normal. And what that brought, that brought a boom, right? That brought a boom for gyms. Like gyms were like, it's a, but I, a lot of it was caused by pent up demand. So what, what my message yesterday was, hey, I know you had a good 2022 but i don't know if you should expect for 2022 for 2023 to be just like 2022 was now i'm a believer in that you always create your own destiny and there's some people that had massive success in 2022 right and i don't think the people that had massive success were the ones that just sat around and allowed it to happen the people that had massive success in 2022 went out and made it happen and i think the people that had some success and decent success they probably sat around and they they just let it happen. They let the pent up demand come um, to them. But my point in saying all this is you have to have some level of healthy paranoia about what's going on in the world today and not to expect that things are just going to keep getting better and better and better. And in fact, you probably should expect things are probably going to get a little worse uh, relative to people watching what they're spending relative to people, you know, going out to gyms um, like ours. And so one of the things I went over is, being fragile versus anti-fragile and we know that businesses that were fragile when COVID-19 hit they they went out of business and I do believe I don't think that there's anything on the horizon coming up like a COVID-19 but hey you know in the middle of a recession there's things to be you know focused on, concerned about and businesses cannot afford to be fragile what we really need to do is to be anti-fragile and so today is really about giving you some factors that you got to have in line to make sure your business is strong make sure your business is anti-fragile and is not going to be hurt by a recession and things like that coming up in the world okay so uh again i'm paraphrasing i'm not going to be able to go through the deep dive Uh, I went through many more factors, um, yesterday on the mastermind call, but I'm kind of giving you the cliff notes of the, um, masterclass essentially that I taught, um, yesterday. Uh, so factor number one in being fragile versus anti-fragile. Um, you, your business is fragile. If you have, you're coming into a challenging time with money problems and there's several factors, right? At the end of the day, <clears throat> if you uh run out of money, you go out of business. And so it it has to be something that is uh operating in a in a healthy way. Your business needs to be operating in a healthy way financially. And there's a lot of factors that get in the way of that. Um, but the number one factor you need to be looked at with your business is are you operating profitably, right? Now, in the pandemic time, the, the, we didn't care about operating profitably. We just cared about not burning money, right? But now, today, we need to be operating profitably because we have that opportunity. So, uh, I like to see a, you know, for gyms that, that you're operating at 20% profit, especially if you use your gym as your only source of income, meaning you pay and feed. You pay for your home, you feed your family with the money from your gym. Um, there's a lot of guys in SPF master run that have, um, you know, multiple businesses and they can afford to operate at less than 20% profit because they're investing more heavily in staff and things like that, because they're not there and not doing much at their, at their gym. But for those of the people that are, Hey, this is my thing. This is what I do. This is how I feed my family. Um, minimum 20%, um, profit. Uh, the second factor is, you need to have cash on hand. And I like to see three months of expenses in the bank, three months of expenses. So for example, if your monthly expenses are $20,000 a month, love to see you have $60,000 in cash in that uh, checking account. The same goes for your home, okay? The same goes for your home. Do not allow your home to become poor. You gotta protect your business, but you also gotta protect uh, your home. Uh, then another factor is you're, uh, having access to a line of credit, right? Do you have access? So it's not just about the money that you have. It's about the money that you have access to. So, hey, right now would be a good time. I mean, obviously the interest rates are higher, uh, a lot higher right now than they were, you know, you know several, about a year ago. But in reality, uh, through tough economic times, you want to have access to capital. Stuff, stuff does happen. Um, and then getting rid of your crappy credit card debt, not having a ton of that. Um, building up but the number one factor if you go into a challenging time like a recession like a pandemic and you have money issues going into that um, you are going into that situation fragile so you got to get these things in check Uh, again you don't need to have 10 months of expenses in the bank you need to have three Um, so it's not like you have to you know save everything you know that you've got uh, and and put a million dollars in your bank account and then just sit on it no that, that, that's actually a dumb decision. You should be investing in that. So take three months and go out and invest the rest. Um, fra- factor number two in being fragile versus anti-fragile. Um, and it is, it is you. You are the driver. Tony Robbins said the number one chokehold on a business is the psychology of the owner. So the question I have for you is, how are you doing right now? How are you doing mentally right now? How are you doing physically right now? Are you sleeping well? How is your key relationship? Is that on point? I always say that my relationship with Vanessa is the most important business relationship I got. You know, me and Vanessa get into a fight. I'm like, you know, done for a week uh, (laughs) in in work and stuff like that. Doesn't happen often, right? But uh, it's a very, very important relationship. So you have to look at those things. So look at yourself um, and are there things that need to be done. Are there things that need to lift your spirits mentally? Do you need to focus on your fitness? I mean, that was one of the biggest surprises. I, when I broke into the fitness industry in 2002, the amount of trainers that I saw that were out of shape. And I think it's worse than, than gym owners. I think gym owners are, 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 are out of shape. There's tons of them that are out of shape. And you can't afford to be out of shape as a gym owner, right? Because you're not going to probably think clearly. You're not going to do a great job. Um, so that's a huge factor. If you go into right now, if you're currently going into a, a, a recession and you want to be an anti-fragile business, then you, you need to be on point with your health, your mental state, your relationships and everything like that. And I'm not saying everything's going to be perfect. You know, I don't think everything is, needs to be perfect, but Hey, you can't be like on your last leg. Mentally or physically, and then go into a really stressful situation and think you're going to do well. So the third factor is is price, and this is probably where I see gym owners struggle the most because they're undercharging for what they're doing. And the problem is most of the time they're undercharging is because of a, a psychological reason, right? They're undercharging because there's fear around asking their clients to give them more money, and really that's all it is because. You ask every gym owner what they want. They're like, I want to get more money and I want to make more profit. And majority of them have what's called price elasticity, right? Majority have them. uh, Price elasticity is your ability to stretch your prices beyond what they are right now or beyond what their competition could be charging, right? And a lot of gyms have room. And I have helped many of the gym owners in the SPF Mastermind raise their prices over the past um, several years. And every time anyone has done it, it's like, oh, man, I can't believe I didn't do that sooner. And really what was standing in the way uh, was their own mind. But the reality of this is we're talking today about being anti-fragile. If you are undercharging and you're not getting enough money per client, it is going to take you more and more clients to get where you want to be financially. And in times of economic uh, challenge, uh, not having pricing power, not being one of the more expensive gyms in the area is going to hurt you, right? So really what you got to ask yourself is, is there price elasticity right now? I Meaning, can you stretch your prices bigger? Uh, and maybe some of you're saying, hi, I raised my prices, uh, you know, every, you know, in the last year, three times. And, you know, so maybe you're set there for a while, but it's like, I had some, uh, a gym that I've worked with for like five years and they've been open 15 years and they said, we've never raised our prices once and I'm like what the hell is that about like why wouldn't you ever do that and it's just like they couldn't get around their minds to be able to do that and then they finally did it and they're like oh everyone was like telling us uh, that was a dumb decision for waiting so long like people were telling them they should have raised their prices uh but that's how much the mind can do but hey you're 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 fragile right your business is fragile if you're undercharging for what you're doing um right now so that's another key component that you got to look at Um, Number four is uh, can you be easily compared? Can you can be easily compared? And one of the things that, you know, I look at and there's a lot of, um, you know, uh, of knockoffs of Orange Theory and these types of large group programs. And the problem with those are the guys are opening those up independently, right? And the issue with this is they're able to be uh, price shots, meaning they can say, Oh, I can go to Joe's gym and it's just like Orange Theory. And it's, it's just a little bit more expensive, but I can actually go to Orange Theory and it's $20 cheaper, so I'll just go to Orange Theory, right? And so what you have to do is you have to make sure that you're not easily comparable. You have to show up in your market like no one else. And the best way to do that in the gyms that I work with and the gyms that follow me is uh, through an, an authority-based owner. An authority-based owner, meaning that you have a presence in your community... And you are known as different, as potentially better, as more educated, as 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 you know uh, more known because of that authority, celebrity-based owner. And there's a there's a gym owner in the SPF Mastermind that comes to mind that's been a client of mine for uh, a decade now. He's the longest-standing client that I've had. His name's Carl Newell, and he does a phenomenal job in Hillsborough, New Jersey. Uh, he's turned himself into this incredible character and people are drawn to him. And he, there's never been a a gym in his area that could say that they compare to Newell's strength, right? And the X factor of that is, is Kyle. So some of the gyms out there, you have this asset, you have this ability to separate yourself from the rest of them, but they don't use it enough. So be sure that you're looking at your own presence and your own level of authority in your community and using that as um, an advantage for you. Um, number five is: are you optimal or are you essential? And in times of economic need, um, people are starting to look through their expenses and they're going to say what is optional and what is essential now we never really can make ourselves truly essential meaning it's not like we're the grocery store right which is a true essential it's like a doctor would be a truly essential so we'll probably never get to that category but Can you start to run your business in a way that you make yourself more essential than optional? And here's an example. One of the reasons, the ways you can do that is through who you work with. So for example, you know, if a gym that trains 25 year old girls, right? Um, If all of a sudden there a recession hits, what's the first thing that 25 year old, Girl is gonna give up. It's gonna they're gonna give up the three hundred dollar gym membership, right? Because they can probably easy go do it, you know, by themselves, and they probably don't have like a ton on the line, you know, in terms of providing for a family. They probably don't have a family yet at twenty five. Probably I don't know, right? And um, compare that with the fifty five year old lawyer that's got four kids that owns his own law practice, and he's got you know. 20 lawyers he's managing he's got you know a 20 million dollar company and just stress levels are through the roof and it's just like think about the um essentialism of your gym when you train that guy and you know money aside obviously he's got more most likely got more money than the 25 year old but money aside think about that think about the that guy and how valuable you are as a gym in his life to keep him going during stressful times um, in his life so you become more essential Uh, so so you have to start thinking about like who you're working with and will the clients that you have deem you as essential or will they um, uh, make you more um optional um for, for that matter um now the last one is um, where do you have one? And I learned this from one of my mentors, Dan Kennedy, and he always talks about that the worst number in business is one. And I have talked about this one of the reasons why I created the marketing glove. And for those of you that know me and follow me, the marketing glove is my symbol of, hey, we always wanna have five fingers on the glove, meaning we wanna have five ways that we're generating leads for our marketing. And if we don't have five fingers generating leads for our marketing, then our marketing is weak. So uh, in order for our marketing to be strong, you need multiple sources because at the end of the day, if all of a sudden Facebook shuts down for a day and the only thing you do is market on Facebook, then you're not going to generate any leads that day. Right. So that's kind of how it would work from a marketing standpoint is the worst number in business is one. But hey, do do you have one trainer, you know, that, hey, if you lost that trainer, the whole business would implode? Or do you have, you know, one vendor you use? Or do you have one client that pays you like a ton of money? And if you lost that client, so if you have to start looking at, um, ask yourself this question, where do I have single points of failure? Where do I have single points of failure in my business and start to really look at those and know that when you have a lot of single points of failure, um, you make your business more fragile than it really should be even in good times, but also especially in challenging times. So really you got to look at where do I have single points of failure and be like, Hey, start to maybe really think about if I lost this trainer. Yeah, it would suck, but having a plan if you did lose it will make you less fragile um and and obviously i always talk about this from a marketing standpoint as i mentioned earlier but you you have to have multiple ways that you're generating leads that's probably the biggest point of failure is lack of marketing power um uh, from, from there so um again this was a very very brief um download of what i talked about i went into much much more detail with the, the members of the SPF mastermind. Um, but what I, I really wanted to share this with you because hey, there's there's stuff coming. I I don't think I don't think we're gonna have as banner of a year in 2023 as we had in 2022 because of the circumstances of pent up demand, because of a recession coming. Uh now I am not saying that it's gonna be impossible to be successful. I think that there's gonna be many gyms that will do really, really well this year um but what i don't want is for people to to get complacent right that is my biggest reason in creating this podcast this specific episode right as i don't want you to get complacent if you had a good year what you need to do is you need to keep your foot on the gas and have another good year and keep pushing it and there's a quote um that i used in one of my emails it's success breeds complacency um and then uh i i can't even remember the name of the actual um, quote or some—it's something along like that. Success breeds complacency, and then complacency breeds failure, or something like that, right? So we gotta not um, sit on our hands and just sit back and like, oh, last year was good, and you know it's gonna be just like that this year. I think that you can have a good year, but I think you're gonna have to work at it, and I think you're gonna have to clean up some of these potential things that I talked about today that are making your business potentially fragile. Um, and, and really today, if you had, you know, some of these were glaring to you, you know, you can't go and change everything in your business right now, but Hey, if, of one of the six, uh, that I talked about today, um, if one of those stood out to you and, and you almost got to like feel in your gut, like which one that I said, it's like, Ooh, oh, Vince hit me on that one. Uh, then that's the one, that's the one you go after. If it's the money one, you go after the money. If it's the you thing, you go after the you thing. So whatever one that I said today that really hits you in the tummy you know, really go out and, and, and make an action plan uh, behind it. And and at the end of the day, too, because we even had some people yesterday on the call. And one person said, I said, How do you feel? And now 90% of people were like, I feel fired up and I feel excited. And someone said, I feel anxious. Right. And so I said to her, I was like, OK, if you feel anxious, here's what you do um, you go do something. If you want to have less anxiety, go do something. Action cures fear. If you want to be less anxious about a problem that you've got right now, go do something about it. If you've got an issue with money right now and you want to drive profitability, then go take action and go raise your prices. If you're, if you're anxious about how you're, you feel right now mentally, then go take action and get an appointment with a therapist. Right? Right? If you're anxious right now about the market you have, well, start to shift around who you're marketing to and, and start attracting, you know, um, people that are, are going to deem you more essential um, than optional, right? So, um, so hopefully this was helpful. Hopefully this was helpful. This was no, in no way to fearmonger anybody. I'm not saying we're all going to die this year. Like it's not that i said this because i want your head on a swivel i want you not to get complacent i want you to keep your foot on the gas i want you to keep growing your business and growing your gym um and hey if we do hit some tough times you'll be ready um if you don't hit some tough times you'll you'll thrive and, and, and and have massive success so um hopefully this was helpful if you need anything uh from me um the best place to start is to go to newclientacademy.com. It's my new program. I just launched it. It's for gym owners that need help with their marketing. And I have a coach in there that's helping you. I, I have courses that I teach in there. I have um, a whole community of other gym owners in there. We have a vault of resources in there. There's all kinds of crazy stuff that's going to help you out. So uh, go to newclientacademy.com. Uh, it's a very, very small feed uh to join and uh you can get a taste for 60 days uh, from there so newcloudacademy.com hopefully this was helpful and i'll talk to you peace